Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast to get you waffling about your mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks the journey. So join me each week as I open up shop and have a waffle. Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast. Today I'm joined by an absolute legend. She's a singer, songwriter, podcaster, author now chef <laughs> mom extraordinaire all-round legend it's sophie alex bexter welcome Hello. to the waffle shop oh thank you for having me how you doing i'm not too bad how are you i'm good actually yeah feel fairly upbeat today i've got a nice little to-do list and i'm going to get through it that's my that's, attitude today i like that it's positive <laughs> monday morning what more could be yeah. <laughs> Now, to be fair, speaking of Monday mornings, and mm-hmm. forgive me because there was an awful joke come in, but I had to, I thought I've got to do it. But I start <laughs> each one of my shows with something called the Weekly Waffle, and it's something mm-hmm. that it's quite petty, but it gets on my nerves. But in the hope that if I get it off my chest, I'll feel better in the long yeah. run. Sometimes it doesn't work, but <laughs> we've got to try. But the thing that's really getting on my go already this week is housework. Mm-hmm. it just seems to be I seem to be doing this thing at the moment where like I'll tidy one room but then I'll move all the kind of stuff that I'm supposed to be tidying into another room yeah yeah <laughs> and it's just kind of this like constant back and forth that I keep doing yeah yeah it, it, nev- it never ends and no one and of actually things... that was my my pet peeve as well it was, it was a houseworky type thing because I I feel like um, the thing about tidying up and sorting and organizing is no one congratulates you for it anyway. It's just it's just yeah. a constant battle, isn't it? <laughs> it's like decorating. 
It's like yeah. you do one room, like you get it all decorated, like, yeah, this is nice. And then you look at another room, you're like, well, now I don't like this room. <laughs> <laughs> Although I quite end. like that. I quite like decorating. I see that doesn't wind me up in the same way because I think houses don't stand still, do they? So no. for me, um, having more projects and more places to to paint or put wallpaper up or move furniture around, I quite like all that. I don't think I'll ever feel done. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's life. Yes, <laughs> exactly. One of the questions I did have to ask, and sorry about this, but I have mm-hmm. to do it. When it comes to like the tidying up and like the housework, mm-hmm. do you ever get that moment just like, I want to burn this goddamn house right down? <laughs> that is a bad joke. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry well, I had to do it. <laughs> the reassuring thing about the fact because I collect a lot of absolute rubbish like tax <laughs> the good news is if the house does burn down it's probably all worthless anyway <laughs> <laughs> so if anything you're doing yourself a favor if that was to ever happen I yeah like I mean <laughs> I would miss things but but ultimately I do know there's nothing of value here <laughs> <laughs> it's a positive yeah. Monday morning conversation <laughs> yeah well I'm kind of at peace with that it's easier than having lots of valuable things lying around. That's very true. Very true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with this, I, I don't even know where to begin mm-hmm. with this waffle because there is... Well, I'm going to have to start with the music. Like, you have produced some of the most iconic pop songs that have literally yeah. soundtracked some very, very good times for me. Hey, and, thank you. You know, Murder on the Dance Floor, Groove Jet, you know, even the new single Hypnotised. It's like, do you know, like, have you had those moments when you're, you're sitting down, you're writing these songs, you're a part of whatever's going on, and to be like, this is about that. Like, do you, have you ever had that kind of like, this is going to be, or are you surprised when it kind of... Um, It's sort of like the answer lies somewhere in the middle, actually, because I don't think, I don't think you can, or you should even, make pop and dance music if it doesn't give you that feeling like what's the point if you're like oh I kind of quite like it like what's the point so all the stuff I I get up to like if I'm if I'm not dancing around the studio by the end of recording then something's gone a bit wrong so (laughs) I think you've got to have that feeling but it's not to do with whether or not it's a hit because I'm experienced enough to know that luckily and I've always really found this comforting there isn't like a magic equation that means if you do this that and the other it's always going to work and I like that I like that feeling of like well I love this song but what's it going to what's going to happen with it when it's released but um but I think in terms of like getting excited I think you've got to do that if you're if if that's not happening then you should keep working at it it's not right yet (laughs) oh no I love it and it is true though because it's these kind of songs that make you feel something. They're the ones that kind of, it's like the instant hit of serotonin. Sometimes that yeah, yeah. you need to get you through the day. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's what pop music, you know, in its purest form, that's what's so clever about it, is it can really, you know, pep your mood. It's just, it's quite an incredible thing, really, isn't it, how music can do that? Oh, it literally, some of the, like, the darkest days, and all, all it'll take was one of those one songs, and I'm like... I'm going to be okay because it's. I do this really weird thing with music where it's like whether it's like a big pop song or whether it's like one of the like the most heart-wrenching kind of ballads it makes me feel like I'm not on my own because there's someone out there kind of going through that and obviously they're pouring that into like art 
But I think that's what music should do. It's like a way of connecting with people. And when you're going through stuff, you know, like I remember the first time I, you know, experienced that heartache and it was like every song was about that. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, all these songs are speaking to me now. I, yeah. I get it. I think that's what, I mean, that's what music and without sounding too, you know, highfalutin, I think that's kind of what, what art is about, really. It's yeah. about the human condition and about saying, I feel like this. What do you feel when you hear that? You know, hear this. Does it does it resonate with you in the same way? That's kind of what we're doing, isn't it? Would you say that heartbreak made you a dancer? <laughs> Sorry, these are coming. These are coming. <laughs> it definitely can. I do think that, in genuine way, I think that you know, music is an amazing tonic. So yes, I think I think when you're uh, when you're feeling low, it can really shift your perspective. Yes, but actually, that song says "heartbreak make me a dancer." You're saying, "Oh, sorry, please, please, can I find that in myself? I need to, I need to elevate myself." Yes, just to just to get the the tense correct. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I was off to a strong start. <laughs> there's there's one song in particular that I do want to have a bit of a waffle about, and it is "Merge on the Dance Floor" because. Mm -hmm. When you hear it like that title, you're like, what is what the hell does that even mean? But then you listen to it and it's just like everything just makes sense. <laughs> it's just like Aww, I'm okay cool. with this. <laughs> but like how did that how did that even become a thing? Like Well, so the, the origins of that song. So I I finished the song off with it, but actually it's already had its bones there with this guy, um amazing songwriter called Greg Alexander, who I ended up becoming friends with and working with quite a lot actually um and he wrote the first sort of version of it when he was trying to go out to a club and his car wouldn't start and he just ended up sort of sat in his broken down car on his driveway with his acoustic guitar and he was just kind of annoyed that he didn't get to go out yeah. clubbing so he wrote it um and 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 then when it came to me it was kind of like oh yeah that was the, the first idea was already there so the murder on the dance floor lyric had been there from the very beginning from when it was a baby um and I always thought it sounded like, as you say, it's kind of quite odd sounding. But also, I think for me, he, he had half of it was about his frustration. But also, I think it's about that bit in a nightclub where everything's really kicking off and you're like just having like that, that the best moment. You know, yeah. when you're like, oh, my God, this is this is it. Like, I'm having such a good time. And you kind of recognize it at the moment. That's for me what I always thought of when I was performing it. I thought of that kind of encapsulating that little episode. It must be like one of the best feelings in the world, like being on that stage and hearing like people like sometimes scream these lyrics <laughs> back at you. Do you ever get that on stage? You're like, wow, like you've made an impact. I think, I mean, look, you know, I've been singing Merger for actually nearly 20 years now. So I think the thing I've always loved about, about songs is that you sort of put them out into the world and then they have their little adventures. It's like when you said, you know, some of my music has soundtracked some of the moments in your life. Like that's mm -hmm. lovely. Like that, the idea of songs having this little journey without you is is really lovely. And I think, I just think I'm very fortunate because I know that there are a lot of singers out there where they've got songs that they're really known for and they don't have a very easy relationship with those songs. Yeah. But for me, I really still genuinely love singing my singles. Like I'm really on very good terms with all my songs and I've never never once been bored of it there's never been a time when I've sung it on stage and thought oh god this one you know I actually feel like it's such a gift and people just seem genuinely they seem to have real affection particularly for murder actually which is funny because 
I think it's almost become more recently. It's almost like had its a, like a, a little extra burst of life. Yeah. It's quite interesting yeah. watching that happen. <laughs> <laughs> Is it weird, like, you know, like with the whole kind of like TikTok generation now with music? Because obviously mm-hmm. you see like these artists that they'll get their songs that bit sometimes it's either slowed down or it's like sped up mm-hmm. and is it is it weird kind of going from like cds to streaming to now quite a lot of the music that people find is from tiktok which <laughs> not, is it was that it a weird really kind of <laughs> not that. really i mean i think particularly the jump between cds and record shops and streaming for me has been look before i'm a music artist i'm a music fan so for me the more ways you can access music like i think that's all good and i i you know obviously i've got some fond memories of being a teenager and going to the record shop and like couldn't wait to get my hands on the new album whatever but actually doing it from my own home is way easier and yeah and i think probably I think it's in general, it can make people a bit bolder because you haven't got to make that public commitment, you know, of going out. <laughs> you can't see it on the shelf asking for it. You could listen, hear a song on the radio in the morning and think, oh my God, that person's voice is really intriguing. And by lunchtime, you've heard, you know, two of their previous albums. And, you know, I, I just think actually getting access to, to music easier is brilliant. And for my kids, the fact that they, hear songs and I'll be like well, how do you know that chorus or that song and I'll be like oh it's on a TikTok or something like I think that's all good I don't, I don't have any I think it's just all I'm I'm ultimately I'm a music fan so yeah the easier and the more more it surrounds me the better I'm happy with that really yeah oh, I good. love that is is it because I imagine that like, we would kind of say that at the start like about like the noise and stuff like in your house I imagine <laughs> like throughout lockdown like you kept us all kind of entertain like I've never been more jealous to not be in someone's house (laughs) (laughs) it was literally like brilliant like but you were in my house if you came to a disco you were in my house (laughs) (laughs) um how how was that did that just randomly stop because I met obviously you're very very creative family so I imagine did you need that kind of like outlet god yeah I think (laughs) um, I mean everything that we've had we had for the discos was already in our home you know the the disco ball and the laser lights and bunting and all of that it was already there because we like playing music and jumping around when we need to but um yeah it is a creative house and it is it is generally when I say it's noisy it's not really right now because all my kids are (laughs) at school but um uh yeah you know there's always a lot going on but I think that's that's the joy of like big family life and obviously sometimes it can be quite overwhelming but I think that's what what family life is often about isn't it you know Definitely. <laughs> yeah does, does it ever get to a stage where you need like the quiet times because I, I find this very interesting especially when I have like a music guest on the show mm-hmm. about like the coping mechanism side of things when things get do get a little bit overwhelming like how do you kind of navigate that do, like do you have certain like maybe songs albums or even like yoga like is there anything like that that you kind of lean towards if you do need to kind of take some time out um I think when things are at their normal pace I I I get I get what I need just from my lifestyle really whether it be Mm. um like in the morning after I take the kids to school I love the walk back from school it's only about 15-20 minutes but it just gives me a chance just to sort of get my head in order and think about what I want to get on with and think of some ideas and yeah that's really useful um and then I think uh just the casual stuff you know 
it's not necessarily about the gig, but it can be about the traveling there or the bit where I'm hanging out with the other musicians before we go on stage and all that stuff. I really, I really take a lot from that. And that's, that's actually something I didn't quite appreciate or recognize until it was all, yeah. all stopped for a couple of years. So during lockdown, I did find it quite tricky because I realized that a lot of my headspace, I don't have a room in the house that's mine. Richard has a studio which I use sometimes, but it's definitely not my studio. Yeah. It's got his equipment in it and, you know, that's what that's his base. So I did suddenly think, oh, golly, I haven't given myself anywhere. Um, so I had to kind of find other ways to do it. And actually, it's like some of the stuff I enjoy doing that gives me a bit of a... I've got quite a busy mind, so I quite like doing things that are like, I don't know, like puzzles or Lego or stuff like that. Like oh something where God, I've got Sophie. I'm kind of engaged Lego. in the task, yeah. So I did a massive Lego strap like build during lockdown, huge one. Uh, and that really helped. That was my thing. I'd do that in the evening when the kids were in bed or when it was quiet. I'd just go and sit and do like, it need only be like 20 minutes, half an hour. That would be great. That would just make me feel settled again, really. <laughs> it's literally one of my, other than music, Lego is my... Really? Uh, their coping mechanism. I haven't, I haven't got any on my desk. I'm in the process of moving it. But you know when normal people, not normal people, but people have like pictures of their families or vases around their house. Yeah. I've got random Lego sets. I've got like Hogwarts. Oh, cool. I've got the set of Friends. I've got... oh, the Friends one's really good, isn't it? I just, I just, I just, oh, it's so good. Yeah. I, just, I just love how in that moment, like you're not focusing or concentrating on anything else, just exactly. putting these little bricks together. Oh, I think it's um they call it flow, don't they? It's like a when you're in a you're in, engaged in a task that has a definite shape, but you're not. It's not taxing, so you're free to kind of let your mind wander. And if I've ever got things that are bothering me or stuff I need to sort, that's often when I'll do it. Or lyrics I can't think of as well, actually, because it's like it's like it takes the pressure off. You're kind of you're going to achieve the thing you're achieving anyway, so you're 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 allowed permission for your thoughts just to come and go. And I find it a really good tonic, definitely. Yes. So I'm, I'm like you, yeah. I enjoy that as well. <laughs> Become best friends. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> the <Lego> <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. With like the creativity, and you were saying there, like about like, when it comes to like lyrics and stuff like that like I want especially when I again when I have like a music guest on it like I imagine being a mom obviously your children are, inspire you on a daily basis but what like keeps kind of Sophie going like what keeps the fire burning because like like you said like it's been like 20 years with like murder on the dance floor like how do you keep how do you keep going <laughs> basically well firstly I don't think it's that long really you know you get people with way way longer careers than that don't you but also I think um 
I think fundamentally, I just really, really love it. And I always have, and that's never diminished. And in some ways it's kind of only increased. And I, I love what I do. I love making music. Um, there's very little aspects of my job that I find tedious. Most of it I find really engaging. So the songwriting is really good fun. I work the last, so I've just finishing off another album with a guy called Ed Harcourt. And we've Amazing. done, this is our third album together. And we get on really well and it's fun. And, you know, writing a song is like, it's a really exciting experience. Cause you're like, Oh, what's going to, wh what's going to emerge today. Um, and then recording it. And then at the moment I'm just mixing it. The new album that is and the touring. I, I actually just really like all those things. They're really nice. So I think if you're excited about what's out there, you've got to almost have a sort of like slightly childish feeling like the best is yet to come. Yeah. I think, I think it's, I do meet, musicians who are a little bit more cynical or not quite as in love with it and I think you can't avoid it if that's how you feel but I feel very glad that's not me <laughs> I think that must be such a shame because there's so much fun in it there's so much pleasure it's great <laughs> <laughs> honestly it's, it's so it's really refreshing to hear does, does the like the inspiration come from like random things so I think obviously with you having such a creative house like I mean, the mean disco ball must have, yeah, like the disco ball must have like sparked something. <laughs> well, actually, I kind of boing about quite a lot, really. I mean, I started off singing in an indie band when I was a, teen a teenager, and that was my first record deal. And then, so I kind of went from indie to dance to pop, and I've sort of spun around all over the place, really. And I tend to go in different directions. So, my fourth album was really, really dancey. It's one called Make a Scene. Yeah. And then after that, I did a folk album called Wonderlust that was no dance no disco and then after that I did Familia which kind of had a bit more synth and a bit more dancey stuff in there and then from there I did an orchestral record I kind of bounce around so my next album is not very it's got some pop sensibilities but it's not a disco record because I've kind of been gorging on that yeah. so I kind of tend to do something full pelt and then run in the opposite direction <laughs> and, uh yeah I'm a bit of a pinball I think that's like a very that's like surely that's like the best way to be because then it's not it's kind of keeping you going as well like and it's like it's not so obviously with music you do tend to hear like a lot of the same thing so imagine having that freedom is very kind of like actually no I don't want to do this go now I'm going to go in this route I think you just have to go go with your gut with all this stuff as well like if you if you've got a sound and you're stuck with that then go for it like that makes you happy but for me especially after I, when I did uh, Wonderlust, mm -hmm. that was like a really significant moment for me because I'd been going in such a direction with pop and dance. And then I did this record and I was like, I don't, I don't know if anyone wants this from me, <laughs> but this is what I feel like I need to do next. And then actually it was really well received and it kind of, it, 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 I think of all the, the things that have gone well in my career, that's the one that meant the most to me actually, because oh. it was like, wow, I really, I really went with my gut. I worked with really good people. Um, there were a lot of people outside of that circle that weren't sure if I was doing the right thing. But I was like, I just have to do this. And it. so when it worked out, it was just the loveliest, loveliest feeling. It was like, oh yeah, you know, I mean, I'm sure in your record collection, you've got things that are really diverse and you don't, you can't second guess what people want from you. It doesn't really mm -hmm. work like that. And the chances are the moment you start making music thinking, I think this is the sort of song people expect me to do but I'm not really that into it. You can guarantee that'll be the one that doesn't work out. And then you'll always feel a bit weird about it. 
So you've got to do what what makes you happy, really. Mm. Oh, and I think, Jave, you're going to add that to every aspect of your life as well. Yeah, I mean, you that's have true. Got to trust your gut. You have got to follow your heart. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, and it, once you do it, people people actually are a lot more. They're not thinking about it as hard as you are, and they're also a lot more open than you think they are. This <laughs> oh, was inspirational Monday morning conversation. <laughs> so when you set the standard, I'm probably going to achieve nothing after this. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be exactly the same as soon as this camera and microphone is off. Yeah. <laughs> Theoretically, though, great. Talking the talk, no problem. Walking the walk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tired, it's Monday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need to kind of like ask when it comes to like the food aspect. Obviously, you've you've got mm. the cookbook now, and it's yeah. Is is food, especially with you having like the big family, like is that a huge part of like life as well for you guys? Yeah, and it always has been. Um, Richard and I have always loved making ourselves things to eat and cooking for other people and cooking for the family. And I think we, we, we started our relationship like that, but also once we spoke about it more, we realized both of us had been really similar growing up as well, that we'd always enjoyed cooking and, you know, learned first of all, by being in the kitchen at home and watching what our folks were up to, but then cooking for ourselves as soon as we, we could. And I think it's a real shared shared passion really and it's not just from us it's from our families like um on my side of things my mom my brother my sister they're all into cooking and our family whatsapp is full of pictures of like whatever we've been making <laughs> ourselves and, yeah so um so yeah being asked to do the cookbook was like we actually had wanted to do one for years so this was a really really exciting thing yeah it's lovely i need to try with those marmalade gins oh yeah yeah every yeah, time yeah. i can hear about it, i'm like yeah yeah that's good yeah so there's a cocktail called a murder on the dance floor that's got um the pink marmalade gin um and cranberry it's it's basically a little bit like a cosmopolitan but like a gin gin twist and a little bit of lavender and there's it's really tasty i literally your house must be my most creative house in britain it's <laughs> <laughs> creative and loads of alcohol yeah. <laughs> what more could you want <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is exactly yeah. how my monday's gonna go now <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I need to ask because as well like a lot of your songs are as soon as you hear like the start of Murder on the Dance Floor or or Groove Jet especially like it's one of my mom's favorite songs which <laughs> then because we've grew up around it then it became like one of my songs so it's like one of those when I hear it it's like straight to the dance floor mm-hmm. I imagine I mean I don't I can't imagine it taking a lot but what song kind of needs to be playing to get Sophie on the dance floor well, I go on the dance floor pretty easily, to be fair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was going to say, this is probably the worst question I could have asked. <laughs> it's not like, oh, God. Um, but I think, I mean, there's some songs that, like, for me, like, the one of the ultimate is probably, like, Thelma Houston's version of Don't Leave Me This Way, just because it's really slinky. Yes. Um, and then gets you really going by the end. But there's there's tons of songs I would dance to. <laughs> I dance to a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's pretty easy to get me boogieing. Yeah. <laughs> Fred, speaking of boogieing, your version of Yes, I Can Boogie. Ah, thanks. Literally. Such a great tune. Absolute belter. And I love the fact it's like, because you have one of those voices that's like, regardless of what track it is, you know who's singing it because of your voice. Mm-hmm. And it was like, when I heard it for the first time, I was like, why was this not it like blown up? <laughs> like, what, this literally is like, I don't want to, can I say it's better than the original? 
Nah, the originals great. I love their voices, but I think you know it's nice to uh, pay homage to those songs. And I actually first did that as um, whenever I used to do GAY before. I still perform at GAY occasionally, yeah. but when I when I used to do them, I'd always put in a cover, like an yeah. one just for that night. So that was one of those. Um, but I still I still bring it out sometimes and do it. Like we did it on the tour sometimes actually. We played it a couple. I had a big wheel, like a wheel of fortune I'd spin, and that was one of the songs <laughs> on there. So sometimes it came up. That is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> it's so slinky. It's a good song. It's pretty effortless. On the flip side of that, is there songs that, like, when you are kind of a little bit, like, overwhelmed or there's a lot going on, is there any songs or albums that you kind of lean to that kind of, not necessarily ground you, but, like, kind of give you that kind of breathing space? But the songs that make you cry, basically. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's... To be honest, if I'm feeling a bit down, I tend not to lean into it with music. I'll probably go for something really upbeat because um, Richard's much better at that. Like, if he's feeling a bit, a bit like, you know, introspective or melancholy or blue about something, he'll put on music that reflects that. Whereas for me, I kind of go the other way. Because okay. I find sometimes a sad song when I'm sad can just be heartbreaking. It's almost too much for me, I think. So I probably will go the other way and try and like give my brain lots of like joyful upbeat spaces rather than sinking down further. I think that's how I've always dealt with things, actually. Yeah. But there's definitely music that gives me that feel where you can feel like you can sort of touch the sides of it. It's probably more classical music for me, actually. Mm. I think if there's a singer, I can. It's kind of a bit. It almost keeps the theatre going. But if it's like classical music, can can make me cry. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of mm. so it like pulls on the heartstrings a bit more, doesn't it? It's a bit more like cinematic. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, there's a sort of tenderness in there. Maybe because I'm a singer as well. When there's a when there's a singer, I think about. I can get kind of into that headspace a little bit. Whereas with the classical, there's like nowhere to hide almost. Yeah. Mm. Is that is that why you kind of did the whole orchestral, um, orchestral, sorry, versions of the songs? Like what, well, what I did the orchestral versions for fun, really. I mean, I and, and hopefully <laughs> what I did is not not make them more melancholy, but just maybe bring out a different colour. So some of them are much lighter or kind of more, um, they, they bring out a charm sometimes mm. in the songs because it's unexpected. But um I'd done a, a charity gig with a friend of mine called Amy. She She's a cellist and she'd done an arrangement of Groove Jet for this charity evening. And I just loved how it how it changed the song, like where, where it placed the emphasis in a different place. So that was sort of the, the starting point where I said to her, I think, I think I want to do a greatest hits, but I would love to do them all orchestral. And so she did all the arrangements for me. And I just thought it brought out different things in the songs. Definitely. And that's really what I was looking for, I think, you know, to breathe new life into songs I'd sung so many times and suddenly had to think about it again like oh how do I actually want this to go it's quite nice to do that sometimes no definitely I think he like you said it does give it like a whole new meaning it brings yeah. out like a whole different side of it that you didn't really know that you needed yeah or like a bit of drama or like a, a bit of intensity it was really oh, I love touring as well touring it was absolutely incredible probably one of my favorite tours I've ever done so with obviously you've mentioned now about the new album like mm -hmm. when when can we expect it is so that we're just sooner rather than later yeah in the spring 
yeah amazing and then obviously you've said it you love touring we expect mm. another tour oh god yeah absolutely yeah definitely um yeah that i did a tour back in like the uk tour in spring this year and absolutely loved it and since there's just been more festivals but yeah there'll be there'll probably be a couple of tours next year i think yes i love that honestly you've been an absolute dream to hey. work with honestly Same here. Like, thanks for talking to me that, anytime <laughs> but honestly i'm this is gonna be my season opener so what a guest <laughs> to help me kickstart my new season hey oh thank you so much well it's lovely chatting to you and now i've, I've got a conundrum if i do my to-do list or i go I should go and do some lego <laughs> um, well, <laughs> no no because now i'm in that difficult <laughs> i don't know what to oh, do now no. i've got like two three boxes that are still like under the stairs like in a cupboard that i'm just are like screaming at me now <laughs> yeah 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 i've got a couple of things left as well also the kids have got a few projects i promised i'd fix so maybe i maybe i can put that on my to-do list and then it's all all tied in I love it when those like kids' projects that had slowly become like the parents' projects. It's yeah. Like, it's well, I'm like so the passionate. Builder in the house. So if things, if there's something that keeps breaking or a bit they find a bit tricky, it's like it's either me or my eldest Sonny. He's really good with it too. We're like the master builders, the resident master builders. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have been an absolute dream. I love you even more now. <laughs> well, I love you talking to you, Ted. Thank you so much. Yes. 
Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.